Hello and welcome back to Mommy's on a Call. This week I'm actually on vacation and taking a week away with the kids. So I'm popping in and bringing to you an episode that I was on, the Parenting Mentor Sessions. This is an awesome parenting podcast all about giving you the resources you need in order to manage being a parent. In this episode, I speak with Sue about how my kids will not stop yelling and fighting. Since I have three kids, it can be chaotic, and she coaches me through all the different ways I can manage my household. So tune in, and if you're interested in hearing more from the parenting mentor Sue Groner, tune into her podcast called The Parenting Mentor Sessions. You can also find our episode we did on the Mommies on a Call podcast back in episode 72, where we talk all about how to parent your children with joy, saying yes with joy, parenting tips to empower your children and keep you sane. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Mommies on a Call, your sacred space to laugh, learn, and feel like a real grown-up human for a hot minute. I'm Stephanie Uchima Carney, a mom of three under six, serial entrepreneur, business strategist, and donut connoisseur, just trying to get through the day one cold cup of coffee at a time. I believe that with more intention, a positive mindset, and self-care, it is possible to thrive in motherhood, business, and life. My mission is to uncover the daily rituals, life lessons, real life tactics, and favorite tools to inspire and empower you, mommy, to get the most out of life every single unpredictable day. So grab your headphones, tell your kids you're on the potty, and tune in weekly for some laughs, knowledge bombs, and plenty of real talk with real moms, and maybe a dad or two. Welcome to the Mommy Pod. Hey, Stephanie, welcome to the Parenting Mentor Podcast. Thank you for having me, Sue. I appreciate it. Sure. So let's jump in. Tell me, I know you have three kids. Tell me a little bit about them and what's driving you crazy. (laughs) So I have three kids ages. One just turned one. Uh, One is two and a half, almost three. And the other one is five and a half, almost six. And my oldest is a boy. My middle is a girl. And my youngest is a girl. And right now, what I'm dealing with is so much sibling rivalry, just the fighting, the yelling, the bickering, the stealing of toys, everything. And it's just a constant, like, I'm trying to step out of things, but always playing referee. And now that the youngest one, I think what really changed things was the older two had a great dynamic, you know, being in quarantine for a year and all of that, they kind of, they got their groove, even though they fought, they can manage each other. But now that the little one is no longer a baby and she's, you know, 13 months old and she has a voice, you throw in this third child to the mix. And now it's just like, everything is chaos and they're all yelling and the little one gets stuff stolen from her, but she can't communicate. So she's screaming. The middle one keeps throwing tantrums and the older one tries to run the show and is like, and claims everything's his because he was there first. And so when we pass down toys, it's like, no, that was mine. And it's like, it's just, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how do I manage three? My head is always hurting because they're always screaming. Yeah. Oh, I can understand. <laughs> okay. Well, let's 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 break this down a little bit. Is it mostly about toys? You know, I it's starting to be about attention too. So, I think for the two girls, just I mean just right now, I was trying to leave the house and 
the middle one was holding onto my leg, like screaming, but then the younger one wanted that same attention. And so it's like this constant, like, oh no, you gave me a kiss goodbye. And then the other one's trying to hold on to me. So I don't think it's just about toys anymore, but it's now becoming a lot about attention and fairness. And you did this for, you know, so their names are Chase, Mia and Zoe in order. And so the oldest boy Chase is now in kindergarten and he's luckily out of the house. But because he's gone out of the house from about 7.30 a.m. till, you know, 2.30 p.m., he feels like he's missing out. So there's always this, that's unfair because you took Mia to dance class and I had to be in school. And then, so it's like fighting over everything from toys to attention to just nonsense. Like who gets in the bath first or who gets out of the bath first? Like who gets their pancakes first? It's just like everything has to be an argument and I'm sick of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, we have a joke in my family that it's when my mother used to make orange juice when I was growing up from like the concentrate and you put it in the blender. And then there was all these like foamy bubbles at the top. And it was like, she got more bubbles than I did. And it was like, so that was like our thing about any kind of sibling rivalry became like more bubbles, you know? And so I totally get it. It's just about anything. So, so let's, let's talk about some strategies that might actually help. Um, one, I think is if it's possible to plan a little bit of alone time with each of your kids each day, that that would be really helpful. It doesn't have to be a lot of time and it doesn't have to be doing anything special. It just has to be connection time with each of them. And, you know, the baby's probably the easier one to do that with just because she probably needs you more physically anyway, but we're, you know, so you're going to do that and you're going to sit and read her book, but you can do that with the two-year-old and you can do that with your son and, or you can do whatever it is they want to do for 10 or 15 minutes where they're, your phone is away, everything's away. And it's just the two of you and you let everybody know that this is important to you, right? I need alone time with each of you. Not, I know you want mommy time. I know you need to spend it. It's turning it around so that they understand how important this is to you. So I have a question on that point. I've been trying to do, in preschool, they taught us like, do this thing. It's called the 20 minute cure, where you basically spend 20 minutes undivided attention with each of them, kind of like similar concept. My oldest one, I can't seem to fill his cup up like enough. It's like those 15 minutes, those 20 minutes, like are never seems to be enough for him. Even if I'm like, put my phone away, you can choose whatever you want. It's like all of a sudden when I'm like, honey, I have, you know, 15 minutes. I just want to spend just with you. Pick whatever you want to do. And he'll pick something, but he'll take forever ever to like set up the toys that he wants to do and that and then time's up because you know we allocate that or we do play for that time and he's like but I want more I want more it's like I can never fill it fill his cup up like how do I handle that one is if he's going to take a long time to set it up tell him to set it up without you set it up when you're ready come and get me so we can play together right right and the other thing this when he says, I want more time with you, mommy. It's like, I want more time with you too. Like I've 
wish more than anything, I didn't have to now go and do X, Y, or Z, you know, and if it's something that he can join you with, you know, if say you're going to be in the kitchen doing something or you're whatever it is, you know, say, you know, I have to do this now, you know, but you're welcome to join me and help me if you want. Right. So you're accomplishing sort of both things, but you're also validating how he feels like instead of thinking, oh, gosh, nothing's ever enough for you. You're thinking like, wow, that's so sweet that he wants to spend more time with me. And, you know, uh, you know, in a perfect world, I would love to spend more time with him, too. And so that that helps you to not get frustrated by it. Right. Yeah, no, it totally reframes things because I think, yeah, a lot of times I get frustrated and he probably can hear that frustration in my voice. It's like, oh my goodness, like I I have to go do this. Like, you know, why aren't you, why can't you just play by yourself? Like we did this. And so I think he probably hears the frustration and maybe feels like I don't want to play with him when I do. I just have a lot of other things I need. Yeah. Right. And you know what? And if it's something like that, you have to do at your computer, you know, maybe he can like, if there's something he can do where he sits on the floor next to you or at a desk next to you say, you know what, I have to do this and it's quiet. I need quiet time. But you know, if you have some work that you want to do next to me, you know, and you can call it work, whether it's homework or drawing or playing with Legos like it doesn't matter what he's doing if he can do it quietly and still feel close to you at the same time but let him understand and know that it really is quiet time but you know just having him near you feels good if that's what he wants to do yeah I think for him he's definitely the one that needs the attention the other two are they mainly fight because I think they are not physically strong enough or can't communicate as well. So they revert to just screaming and or tantruming. So that's where like that part comes in. And I guess when everyone's just screaming, I just want to like go in the other room and like close the door. But I know I can't always. How do you deal? (laughs) How do you deal with Or how do you deal when they're just like yelling at each other and, you know, fighting? And I'm like, I don't want to intervene because I want them to figure out how to work it out. But then half the time someone ends up crying because they get hurt. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? And I, you may not agree with me on this. If they get hurt and they're crying, like, okay, they can cry and they can be hurt. Like, so they get a bump on their head or, you know, they fall down and hurt that. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it, yeah, maybe it's uncomfortable, but It's not something that you really need to intervene with because they need to learn that if they do those behaviors with their siblings, that they may get hurt, right? True. And it's consequences. Yeah. But how do you then communicate? So I think where I now am falling into the trap of is the youngest one. Cause she's one. We always say like, be careful. Cause she's just a baby. Like be careful. Like, and so I'm afraid that I'm now putting labels on each of them. You know, right. I never say like middle child for the middle one. I, I kind of, I've tried not to do anything like that. But I definitely have made the third one like, oh, she's the baby. Like, we got to take care of her. Oh, you're, you know, you have to be a uh, like nicer big brother. And I, I don't want to put those roles of siblings. But how do you do that when, yeah, she is a baby. She's like not, she is fragile. She could really get hurt. Or how, I mean, how do you communicate that? Exactly like what you said to me. 
Like you don't need to call her, be careful of the baby or be the nice big brother, but say, you know what? She's just, first of all, I love pulling out like old photos of when the older kids were that age, right? And show them you were like this too, you know? And I know right now, like it's a little frustrating because it would be more fun if she could really talk to you and really engage and play with you instead of just you know, everything to her is new and exciting and she just wants to touch it and feel it and smell it and taste it and, you know, and make noise with it, whatever it is like, and you guys, you were like that too. Let's, you know, let's, let's look at pictures of you when you were that age and, and, you know, make it a little more relatable and say, you know what, this will pass, but, you know, because, Physically, she's not capable of X, Y, or Z. We need to be careful that she doesn't get hurt, you know? And more like that, like not, oh, poor little thing, she's a baby, but she doesn't have the strength yet like you do. She doesn't have the words yet like you do, you know? And you're saying, wow, look at how, you know, much more advanced you are in a way is communicating something positive, right? And so, and and also acknowledging at the same time that, yeah, it is frustrating, you know, because kids hear so much, oh, you have to love the baby, you have to love this one, you have to be gentle, kind, and yeah, gentle, 100%, but you know what, and love, yes, you don't have to like the baby all the time. The baby cries, the baby takes away time from me with my mother, the baby takes my things, the baby can be really annoying. Yeah. And you know what, <laughs> it's okay for them to feel that. And they should know that it's okay for them to feel that the baby, to know the, for them to feel annoyed by the baby, by the youngest, because it is annoying. And you know what? If she's annoying you, go do something else. You don't have to be around her all the time. In fact, I think it's important with three kids in the house or even two that, that each kid knows that they should have a little alone time. It's okay to have that time to yourself. And it's okay that when your sibling is starting to get on your nerves, that you say, you know what? I need a little alone time right now. And that's instead of saying, stop it, you're annoying me. It's just saying, I'm going to remove myself from the situation. Okay. I like that because I feel like we do end up yelling at him. And so he's always getting in trouble and I feel bad. It's like not his fault. Like, but we start to yell things like, you're the oldest, like you should know better. Like you should be more responsible or, you know, you like, especially if we've like told him over and over, like, don't hurt her, like be gentle. And he keeps doing it. I feel like we're making it worse by yelling, like you should know better. Like you're older. We've told you a hundred times, like, come on, you know, better than that. And like, I feel the other day I felt so bad because he was like, I guess I'm just stupid. I'm like, you're not stupid. Like, oh no, what have I done? I keep yelling at you. And I'm like, oh no, I don't want to like, oh. Yeah. So those putting him into like being the older brother, knowing better, knowing not to do that stuff is, is kind of putting him into that role. And you know what? You can easily turn that around because he's going to he's going to perpetuate that role if he keeps hearing that you know and even if the middle child does something to him that provokes him 
right? He's going to be provoked and then he's going to do something he probably shouldn't do. But he, but the littler one knows that, knows how to provoke him, knows how to press his buttons. And so then she gets him in trouble in a way and she gets lobbies from mommy, right? And that cycle continues because then it's, you know, sibling rivalry is all about kids wanting to see who the parent loves most. And so they're setting up these scenarios to keep proving to themselves, right? Oh, mommy loves me more. Look, every time I do something and he does something to me, he gets in trouble and she comes and gives me love. And he's like, wait, she's provoking me and I'm doing something and I'm the one getting in trouble. He's like, I can't do anything right. So what do I do with the middle one then? Or what do I do with her? Because I think she knows, she knows how to milk it. She's really good at that. I mean, she's adorable and just knows how to like, just, I mean, yeah, sometimes she has me wrapped around her finger and it's like, it's hard to yell at her. It's so much easier for me to get mad at him than it is to her for some reason. Because he knows how to get under my skin. (laughs) Does she come running to you? he did this to me, he did that kind of a thing. Yeah, she'll start crying and sometimes I'll ignore it and be like, Mia, you and Chase can work it out. I know you, I know you two can work it out. I know you can. I'm not gonna hear you when you whine. I'm not gonna listen to you when you talk to me in that voice, you figure it out. And and so I just walk away from that. But it, she whines and she'll, and then she'll be like, oh, mommy, but I love you. I just want to sit with you. But then she'll be like crying. So then technically I'm cuddling her. And then he's mad because he's like, but she did this. Like she hurt me too. And so, yeah, she just knows how to, how to work the system. In the yeah. House. I, I think you have to put more, like you guys work it out. Like just, I know. And you can sit them down and say, you know what? I've been thinking about it. You know, whatever you guys fight about, if you want my help in helping you guys to work through this and to learn some ways so that you don't bicker so much, I'm happy to sit down and brainstorm some ideas with you guys, you know, and then we can try some. You can pick the one you then, then we'll see how it goes. And then you can try another one. Like the whole concept of brainstorming and trial and error, I love because it assumes that it's never going to work perfectly the first time, you know, and it, they, they don't feel like they're being bad or they did something wrong or they're making mistakes. But and it's also getting them to start thinking about this more and having more skin in the game. Right. And say, you know what? But say if you guys don't mind arguing with each other fine but here's the rule here's the rule you guys can argue you got to keep it down or you got to take it in another room okay because I personally don't enjoy listening to it I'm not going to get involved I know you guys can figure this stuff out you know and you don't need me and I'm not you know and I'm not gonna be there to you know side with either of you Do you suggest I do that when even like, say he's not around, but she just is starting, she doesn't throw tantrums, but she goes to this like whiny, like it's almost the same reaction as when they're fighting, but also if she doesn't get something or she wants something, she asks for it once and I may not hear her or I'm like, yes, I'll get it in a second. I'm just helping, you know, do this. She'll start that whiny voice and the same kind of like three nature e type of behavior. And I'm trying to figure out like, how do I nip that in the butt? Because 
my oldest didn't do that. And I think that's where my problem is too. As I start comparing, I'm like, your brother never did this. Like, what is your problem? Like, why are you whining? Like, I can't hear you when you whine, but that's not working. Telling her like, or walking away or ignoring her just right. makes it worse. And also, you know what, when we say, I can't hear you when you whine, they know that's not true because, oh, you yeah. know, of course you hear them, you know, I, but, but nip it by saying, Wow, I can, you know, first of all, like be very clear about when something's going to happen, right? So if they do say something, mommy, I I need this, or can you help me with this? Or I want that, you know, and like, don't be dismissive about it. Like, okay, okay, okay. In a little while, like that doesn't mean anything to them. And you're going to just get the whining, 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 right? But if you say, I'm in the middle of something in 10 minutes, I will be able to do this for you. Okay. And then, you know, I love kitchen timers. I've talked about this before. Get each child their own timer. Let them pick them out. Let them name them. Make them really important. And so you can do the timers for the alone time with your son. Like, let's set our timer for the alone time. There's no more. The timer goes off. There's not like, oh, I want more time. Like, there's a specific set you've blocked out that time and then you have something else to do of which he can join you again but that time is that if you say to your daughter go grab your timer whatever she decides to name it set it for 10 minutes and when the timer goes off come and get me and I'll help you do this All right now you're giving her control you're giving both of them control over time better than Alexa they can hold it they can see it they can see it going down. They hear the little bell like and can come to you. You're giving them control over the situation and you're also giving them the plan. Kids want a plan. Like the whining comes because she doesn't know, like, well, did you really hear me? Are you really going to do this? Does this take longer than you say? Like, Usually I'll say like, yeah, hold on one second or one minute. And you're right. She has no idea what that means. Like what one second or one minute? Cause it's not really one second. It's just like a phrase. So I like that. And we do use Alexa, but I guess you're right. It's like, you can't see it. She's just like in the background. We'll be like, Alexa, set a timer for five minutes, but it means nothing. <laughs> Right. That's why these timers are really helpful. And I think, again, it's about them having control and them knowing what to expect. So, which will, I think, be really, really helpful. Um, the The last thing I want to talk about is in terms of what you said about stealing toys and that kind of thing. And so sharing, right? We want to teach our kids to share. It's a lovely thing. It's really nice. However, I believe that kids shouldn't have to share everything, you know, that everyone's entitled to have their own special things that they don't want anybody else to touch. And so it's a very, it's a very respectful way of treating your kids too and saying, you know what, let's start this where everyone gets their own like untouchable box or whatever you want to call it. And every week, you know, they can keep the box in their room. They can put whatever it is in that box that they don't want the other kids to play with. And this, you know, once you start having play dates again, and like it works that way too. So that you're like, if your friend's coming over and you don't want your friend to be playing with this thing because it's really special to you right now and you don't want anything to happen to it, put it in the box. Let's put it away. 
you know, and you can play with these things in your room by yourself, but they're off limits to everybody else. How And everything else is fair game. Got it. So they can't keep saying, but that is my special toy. That is my special toy. You so can if- say, you know what? Next week, you can put that in your box as a special toy, right? And so, and let them know though, very clearly, they get to choose what goes in that box. And then next week they can reevaluate and choose again. You know, I mean, I love sharing my clothes with my daughter when she's home. There are a few things I don't love sharing with her. And those are the few things that are off limits. So, and I'm entitled to that. And your kids are entitled to that. They have their things. And then it's like, then the sharing gets easier. Yeah. I think what's hard is that the little one, the one-year-old keeps taking things too. So like, I'm just like, we, we haven't done the box. So I definitely want to try that because I feel like my, the oldest one, because many of the toys were technically his, but we just obviously didn't buy new ones um, for like, so then the youngest one will have them. And he's like, well, but that's, you know, that was mine from when I was little, it's mine. And so I definitely think that box system would work of like, that's your special toys, like everything else. But then what happens when the little one who you can't really explain that to, cause she like 13 months starts grabbing things. Cause she loves to do that. She'll grab the stuffed animal. She'll grab that. And even the oldest one will start crying and be like, that's mine. Like Zoe stole my special monster stuffed animal. And I'm like, I, I guess I go to that again. I'm like, she is a baby. She has no idea what she's doing. Like, so how do I do it with that? <laughs> It's so frustrating when Zoe takes things that are, that, you know, you don't want her to take, isn't it? Right. That's like, yeah, it's a, she, he's allowed to be frustrated. That is annoying. You know what I mean? Like if you had, we're in the middle of like making dinner and, and all of a sudden, you know, people started taking like your good knife out of your hands and your wooden spoon and like, you know what I mean? Or the cutting board, like, wait, what are you doing? I'm yeah. in the middle of doing something <laughs> right now. Be like, what are you doing? You're like, hey, stop, stop it. it. <laughs> Probably say a lot of curse words. And yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I think that it's like, yeah, let's, you know what? And then you go back to her like that she's, this whole concept of exploring and everything's cool. And like, she looks up to her siblings and if they've got something, they it must be worth exploring. And right. So that at least they can understand, like she's not doing it in a bad way or to be mean and say, you know what, let's think about some things that we can do and that you could do to help her you know, and so that it won't be so frustrating for you. Like, and then maybe, you know, when you're playing with something, you can have two things and offer one to her. You know, you play with the thing you want and give her something else. And then, you know, she's going to learn over time from their behavior. And so it's like, a, it's saying, hey, you know what? I, this is really frustrating and annoying. And let's see how you can make this better, how you can have more control over the situation. So it doesn't happen so much. I really like that what you said about telling him, like, she really, you know, looks up to these things or like, she, you know, she loves that because you have it or whatnot, because I think for him, he loves that sense of not power, but like, Oh, an admiration kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like that kind of fuels him, his ego, I guess. And so I like that versus being like, oh no, she just wanted to take it away from you. 
<laughs> right, right. But it's probably true, though. It probably isn't that she just wants to, and, and she's certainly not thinking, oh, he's having fun with something. I don't want him to have fun with it. I'm going to take it away. No, she's fascinated. She's like learning yeah. things. She's just like, what is this new thing? I've never seen this before. Everything is like new to her. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe there's some things that you have that you get that are new or something in the house. And like your, your son wants to use it and play with it, you know, and if you can come up with some examples of things like that, so that he, it becomes very relatable to him. Like when I got this cool, whatever, you know, like it's fun for you to want to use it too, because it's new and exciting and you're going to have those experiences, hopefully your whole life, you know? So we just need, it's helpful for you to understand where she's coming from. Not like you're bad to think the way you do. Not like she's bad to be acting the way she is. It's just a more of an understanding and awareness of the situation. Huh. Got it. And then with the, I guess, dividing things. So the other thing I think we were talking about earlier with you were saying the orange juice foam and stuff, like she got more. How can I handle that? Because I feel like that is also a point of contention where they're like, she got more than I did, or she got it for like, and how do I approach those situations when they arise? Like, I know there's a lot of things we can do like as maintenance and as like preparing them, but like in that moment when they're like, she got more ice cream than I did. And I'm just like, like, or, you know, I don't want to share my shake. Like she, she drinks it all. Or like, there's just always that. And it's like, I know nothing ever can be divided fairly because you just can't. And you just, it's not the way life works, but how can you communicate that to them or how, like, how do you approach those situations? Well, first of all, I mean, basic stuff. Like if you need to buy one, a pair of pajamas and the other one says, why didn't you get me pajamas? The answer is because you didn't need pajamas. And when you need something, I get you something, right? So it doesn't have to always be equal. It, uh, you know, and you don't even need to say it all evens out in the end because like, it doesn't matter. You know, if you're going on vacation and you bring them each something back from vacation. Yeah, of course, you know, but otherwise like it just doesn't have to be you played with her and I'm like yeah and I love playing with you too and you know whatever you know like it doesn't need like a whole big long explanation in terms of the sharing stuff if they're if you're making something and you can only make one at a time then you know honestly draw stores draws draw numbers draw numbers just have like numbers in a little bowl in the kitchen and that, you know, each one gets to pick one out, like they're wrapped up and that's the way it is. And each time, and it's just pure luck and ask them, say, you know what, guys, you guys, do you realize you're always fighting about this and this and, you know, doing it in a nice, happy way, like not like you guys are always fighting, but it's like, do you realize like, isn't that silly, you know? So, you know, instead of fighting about that, like, how about this? Does this sound like a good idea? Do you want to give it a try? Or do you guys have another idea that we could do? Sometimes, if you can, you let them make the divisions, right? Let them scoop the ice cream and put it in the bowls. And then the one who does the scooping, one does the scooping, the other does the selecting, right? So the one who's scooping is going to 
want to make it as even as possible because the other one picking will pick the bigger one otherwise, right? So it's in their best interest to make it as equal as possible. And so you get, again, you're giving them the control over the situation and it doesn't, and then this burden's not on you. They've picked the numbers, they've agreed to try this, right? And then you can just say, you know, that's why we do this. It's just luck, you know, maybe you'll get it next time. And I always wish I can like pull these tools out. Like what? that's like always in the moment when my own frustration gets high that I'm like, I like black out and can't remember any of my parents. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is that you talk to your kids about these things when it's not in the moment, right? Like later today, sit down and say what I suggested before. Do you guys realize that you argue about this all the time? Isn't that silly? Like what is like, you know, let's think of something. Right. And then you've got them engaged and helping with a situation and they're going to care. They don't really want to be fighting and arguing about all these kinds of things. They don't. And they I think they ultimately want to feel that they're being treated fairly. Right. And that you're not you're because to them, you're making the decision. You're giving one more than the other. You're giving one something first before the other one. You're snuggling more with one than the other, right? That's what they're seeing. It's what they're thinking about. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, I always forget that, you know, I need to put myself in their shoes. And like, even though we're the parent, we're not the dictator. Like we don't, technically control, you know, they have, uh, yeah, it's always like, I forget to put myself in their shoes too. And like what they see. Good. Well, okay. I think you have a lot of things to work on. Um, a lot of strategies, please don't feel like you have to implement all this at once. It's a lot, you know, just try one a little bit at a time, see how it works, tweak it if you need to, but don't, you know, but I think that I think you're going to find some really positive results with these little tips. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the toy thing first because that's like also the easiest and most like tangible for them to kind of see right now right. too. Good. Well, thank you so much. You're so welcome. I look forward to hearing how it all goes. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll share what happens when Good. we do our podcast interview too. Okay. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mommy's on a Call. Your support means the absolute world to me. You can find the show notes for this episode and other goodies over at mommiesonacall.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or have gotten value from the podcast, I would be so grateful if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so that we can reach and empower more moms all over the world together. Thank you so much again, Mommy Pod, and I will see you here next time.